I think the biggest gift with NLP, and, and, and this is just kind of a general one as well, is just about awareness, right? It's like stepping mm. into the space of um, awareness and curiosity. So like, you know, if you're not getting a result that you want, right, kind of taking a moment to say what might be causing that and what would I like to do about it, right? So don't put a why, because why then you run down this whole spiral potentially of like, it's because I'm not good. You know, why tend you tend to want to justify? So if you say, you know, what could be different or what do I want, right? That will start to bring things into your awareness of like what's working for us and not working for us. And, and then of course, you know, if you want to do something about that to elicit change, that's when you can start to say, okay, well, what can I do? I mean, I think that that's so high level, but I, I just think that's the start for people is mm-hmm. like just starting to be aware. Welcome to another episode of as woo woo as you want with Celine and, and Jeremiah and Ba-ba-da-da. oh Matthew sorry I didn't <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> <laughs> we should have said that earlier we're here no with worries. Matthew Carpinello is am I saying that right that's right. Yep. Matthew Carpinello. And we're going to talk about NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Um, but first, uh, we just want to wish everyone a happy almost end of Mercury retrograde. <laughs> woof, um, woof, it's woof, been woof, quite woof. a ride. Yep. This one's been quite a ride. Um, and uh, we're just very happy that you're all here. We hope you enjoyed our last episode um, with Jenna Griffiths. Um and we're really excited to have Matthew here. Uh, Celine, you want to add anything? Um, let me see. Mm. No, I don't know. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about NLP. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, it's really cool. I've thought a lot about it since our session. So Yeah, full disclosure, um, Celine and I both had sessions with Matthew. And afterwards, we were like, this would be cool. We should definitely have Matthew so, on, yeah. on the podcast and chat about NLP. And Matthew, I don't yeah. know if we had mentioned to you, but we did an interview with a woman. Her name is uh, Shauna Cummins, who's a hypnotherapist. And she also had mentioned NLP. So that was, we're not complete newbies to the NLP world, but I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are. So um, without further ado, we'd love to just get kind of an idea of how you got into NLP and then also just give us like an idea of like what NLP is for those who don't know. Sure. Awesome. Well, thank you. And again, I'm excited to be here with you guys. Um, so my path to NLP was actually kind of a long one. I had, uh, I had heard of it kind of just on the peripheral sides of things. And, and then I worked for a few companies where all of a sudden the salespeople were like, Oh, NLP, NLP started coming up because they were like, oh, it's a great way to close a sale. Right. And and to be honest with you, my aversion to it was like, oops, okay. Like I kind of stood back from it because we can probably dig into my own stuff of like, well, what was my definition and my beliefs around sales? Um, So, you know, then I 
then I kind of heard a little bit more about it and I was able to experience some of it through like an event, which was really great. But the biggest kind of shift for me was um, I had a coworker who went through some courses and seeing the shift in how he showed up and it wasn't even in what he told me about NLP, but it was more of kind of the night and day difference of kind of how he viewed the world. And I was like, huh, interesting. And then I just kind of really started exploring that through him and realized um, you know, the power of NLP and just kind of how it can impact my life, which I did it for myself first and then realized like, wow, this really aligns with a lot of the work that I do. So, wow. So where did you, where did you practice it? Like how did, um, did you work with someone you're in, you're California based, right? Yeah. California based. So, um, yeah, so I went through, you know, I asked through my friend, you know, there's a school, lots of schools of thought around it and kind of places you can sign up with. So, yeah, I just went with what he had shared with me, kind of got a feel for it. They have like a, you know, a one day free, you know, like two hours. So I just kind of checked it out and and really enjoyed it, you know, and, and I loved it. And so I just kind of then went into training with them. So cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Would you like to give us a brief if you can, definition of NLP. Yeah, <laughs> and I've thought about this, right? Because, okay. you know, it can be kind of, you know, NLP is great. Even the name, right? Neuro-linguistic programming. I was like, that's a mouthful. Right. So here's what I'll kind of break it down to. This is my own definition of it. Yeah. You can look at the scientific one as well type of deal. But it's really helping people bring, like, awareness to their, like, beliefs, their thoughts, and their actions, both conscious and unconscious. So if it's not serving them, they can make changes to improve their life. I mean, that's kind of, in my mind, the essence of what it does. And, and kind of, I look at it, there's, there's three legs to that, which is like, you can do the work and really work on yourself, right? So it's really getting alignment with like, mm. wow, are there things that like, I want this goal, but I never do it. It's like, do I have beliefs that are holding me back, right? So it's a lot of self-work. There's also a big component, which is working with others. So like, how do I communicate with others? Why am I not getting what I want? How can I better improve rapport with others? And then kind of stepping to the woo side of things, right? It's like, and then this whole kind of universal side of things, which is like, if, you know, the universe has abundance for us, and if we have all this stuff that's blocking kind of who we really are, if we start to peel back that and kind of the onion there, I really feel like then the the universe is like, hey, here is the stuff that I have in store for you. I think it always is doing that for us, but sometimes we don't see it because we have our blinders on. Yeah. So that's kind of taking it from, you know, the scientific one to like my under my view of what NLP is. And I had a question about it. Like, do you find are you working with because I feel like so we had a session a few weeks ago and then Jer also had a session with you. But I thought it was really interesting in the way that you interact with people that annoy you or you don't necessarily like vibe with that well is that is this used a lot in like biz like corporations i kind of got that impression from you and i i thought it was pretty neat that you know they're teaching you how to interact with like people you see on a daily basis that you kind of have to for the work yeah absolutely 
really get get along with them that well. Yeah, no, it's it's totally. I mean, there's obviously you're doing your self work, but where do we spend most of our time, right? It's like at work. And so, you know, how do I, if I have to interact with this person that I, I don't get along with say, and that's the, the, a big thing about NLP too. It's like separating the behavior from the person. Right. And that all of a sudden reduces it. So it's like, okay, I'm working with Jane. What's that behavior that is bothering me? All of a sudden I can then say, it's not about Jane and which is very nebulous, but it's focusing in and saying, what is that behavior? What we would typically say is, and am I exhibiting that behavior? Like, is, is that coming up in my life for some reason? Right. Um, but there's also, I mean, there's so much work with it too. It's about like creating corporate values, right? It's like really getting clear with like, what on an unconscious level, bringing that consciously does this corporation want? Because even the mm-hmm. owners of a company, everybody who works there and the kind of that culture is really a projection of what they believe and their values on whether a conscious or unconscious level. So it's totally, you know, so it's pretty powerful. Right. And you can see how it really gets expansive. You know, I mean, we did a a quick session for kind of concepts and even that is like, okay, I can, hopefully you can start to see things from a Mm -hmm. new perspective. Mm -hmm. I just think it's cool that like corporations are doing this. You know, like, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I I love that shift, right? It's like, oh, wow, if my employees are happier or more aligned or more empowered, right? Because NLP is a lot about empowerment as well. I mean, the truth Mm -hmm. is they do get a gain as well, but it's like it really creates a stronger base for everybody as well to to come from. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was a really fascinating um, exercise to do with you just on thinking about how I view the world and like being in opposition to it or being in collaboration with it. Yeah. I think I've, I've actually thought about a lot of the things that we talked about for the last few weeks. Awesome. I love that. It was very, you know, as a Capricorn, it was very helpful because it's very like tangible logic, you know, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I hear you. I'm I'm that way as well. So yeah, well, I'm happy to hear that first of all. And, and it's, it's true. It's like everything. And even like with meditation, NLP, right. It all begins with awareness. So, Mm. you know, all of a sudden, if you can kind of take these concepts and, you know, and sometimes it's just having them marinate and then you start to see them in your world. Right. And they're like, ah, this is how I view the world, right? And and there's no right or wrong. Right. There's no right or wrong how the other person does as well. But now yeah. how do we how do we mesh, right? How do we interact? And um, yeah, there's a lot of freedom and you know, kind of I think it's empowerment for sure. And then yeah. responsibility though, because it moves it from the outside world to to you and saying, Okay, here's your choice. Right. You know, here's a so you have the ability to create your reality however you see fit. Um, could you explain it a little bit to like people who are like, we're kind of being really broad, but like what is neuro-linguistic programming? Like how does it work? Like you work with kind of hypno, like, you know, elaborate on that if you could. Sure, sure. So, right. So it's neuro-linguistic programming is kind of the full name. I'll start with kind of the the, the P, which is the programming side of things. So it's like, Everything we do is a program, 
we're kind of like computers that way, right? So every thought we're thinking, it's going through a process. Every action we're taking, even if it's small, I just picked up a pen, right? It's like that is a program that I'm running. Um, I want to write, pick up the pen. And so what happens is the neuro side is our, our brain, basically, our conscious and our unconscious mind. And so um, what that is doing is actually creating the filters through which we see the world or we actually do the program that we're talking about, right? Mm. So, um, so that's kind of your mind. And now there's, the interesting thing is, right, many of these things can be unconscious. So like, I don't think about doing that. If I want to change it, I have to bring it up to the conscious level. Right. And then the linguistic side is kind of the vehicle with, in which we do things. For instance, like, so I have my mind, I use my five senses to interact with the world, right? And so linguistic is both um, language, verbal and nonverbal, right? So um, I'm seeing things that's painting a picture for me. I'm hearing things that's painting a picture. So all of these um, senses as we interact with the world are coming to my mind, giving it meaning, and then creating the program that I, that I run. So that probably sounds even more complicated, but, uh, but <laughs> um, so, you know, it, so does that help? Yeah, or no, I mean, I, I think that's, it's just helpful to think of in terms of like how we're interacting that we're, you know, kind of just constantly filtering so much information and so many senses, smell, taste, space, you know, and like, I don't know. It's just kind of yeah. wild to think about. So that's a, a, I love that. And like an example of that for individuals as well as like you walk into a room, right. And then you smell you smell, so that's your sense of smell, right? You smell cookies, which all of a sudden brings you back to a memory of your grandmother in her house when you were five, and it brings a smile to your face. Or it makes you sad, right, because she's no longer with us. So the program is that reaction, right? I'm crying, I'm smiling, I'm happy. The, the mind, so right, you took the sense of smell in, into your mind, your unconscious brought up the visual, the representation, and then you had a reaction. So yeah. that's, that would be like one on an unconscious level. That's great. Sometimes you have things that are not serving you though, right? right. That, that all of a sudden you're having these reactions. And so what NLP is starting to do, or what we would do is bring awareness to that mm. and then change that program so that it serves you. Right. So in, right. So, um, and it's sim it's pretty simple. So it sounds like whoa, you know, changing my programming. But it's actually um, what I love about NLP is it's quick. It's and it's also about changing the behavior um, to serve. So they're not usually drawn out um, methodology or, or methods of procedure. Can you give us an example? Sorry, Celine. No, no, no. You go. You go. You go. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna shift just a bit. So if you want to keep going down this path, I was, I was just um, curious to get like a to hear an example of like Matthew that if you could do just you know someone comes to you with a limiting belief, um, you're able to identify you know and where that's coming from if it's conscious or unconscious, and then what the programming you would 
get to in order to you know resolve or change that programming. I'm just yeah. like very curious about um, if you have something easy, if possible. Um, I mean, I have something I could explain, not necessarily do, obviously, because that would be the process. Right, right, right. So, yeah, so so timeline therapy is definitely a, a part of this kind of NLP model. And, and just to kind of add to that, we're using, so somebody comes to me, I'll, I'll walk you through it that way. Yes, perfect. Somebody comes to me and they say, um, I have a limiting belief on, on something. I'm not worthy, right? Let's say, or so that's a pretty big one, obviously. The first thing I'd, I'd really want to ask them is, is this pervasive? Like, you, do you always feel that way or not? And the reason is there's two different techniques you can use. If let's say they don't always feel that way and they're kind of in complex, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. We would actually do a technique called parts integration, which sounds complicated, but it's really like you're taking, sometimes I feel worthy, sometimes I don't, and you're integrating them into one. And then you're taking mm -hmm. that, those learnings. Uh, we did not do that in your session, but let's say it's pervasive for them. And they, they, they say, I, I always feel that it's always running in the back of my mind. Mm. What we, what we do is I work with them to, um, have them identify what that limiting belief is, you know, so they, they did that already. And then we just kind of have them relax and go into um, a, a space of kind of, it's not a hypnotic space, but it's just a relaxed space where now what I would start to do is talk to their unconscious mind about this. And, and you go back to, you know, what the root cause is of that. And here's what's fascinating. And sometimes people are nervous, like, I don't want to relive something. And here's what I always share with them. Mm. If you remember, because we go back to the first time that it happened, if you remember it, that's your conscious mind. So it's not the first time it has happened. So you don't even have to worry about that. Your unconscious mind has all the answers. And that's the amazing thing. So you just relax to that and you go back to that first kind of event that happened um, in, in your mind. Obviously, so you're, you're doing this. And then what we're doing is we're really taking it we're take, and we're taking and tapping into that emotion. But then what we're doing is taking the learnings from that. Because the tr truth is all of these things are, are trapped energy, right? And so you're reliving that. So we're going back. And when we take the learning that the emotion is high, and, but when we can look and have the unconscious mind tell us all the learnings that they can really get from that. It's remove, reducing the emotion and increasing the learnings. And then you uh, can apply those learnings to not only every time that happened in the past. Um, it's kind of like a, um, like if you have a shower curtain and you pulled one, you know, you pull the ring and then you know how they all fall off. Like every time you felt unworthy would disappear from that perspective. Mm. And what you can also do is install those learnings for moving forward into the future. Perfect. So that was that great. It, it, yeah, it, that was uh, great. Yeah. So yeah, you know, and so now you have, um, and I, for people who are very literal, because I can tend to be that as well, like, I'm not physically changing your past, you can't do that. But what you can do is, right, you can't remove the instance that happened, but you're taking away that energy and once you have the learnings, you're empowered to move forward to a more compelling future because that's, that's not cool. holding you back as a limit. Yeah. Yeah. The timeline yeah. Um, work that we did where um, 
I'll explain it, and Matthew, please feel free to interject if I'm not explaining it right. Yeah. But the, but you know, you essentially guided me, and I believe Celine, you also did this too, where you're you're you start at the present moment, and then you essentially zoom out, and it's like, um, what was cool f about it for me was like it's almost like um, like time jumping. Um, you're almost like, uh, and as someone who meditates, I I you know believe firmly that like we are multidimensional beings. So I think you actually really can, you can't affect, you know, the, like you said, the actual event, but you can affect your experience of the event. So it was really cool. This experience of like essentially being like lifted up out of your present state, being pulled into like a past state or even like a past life state, and then finding yourself answering, you know, to your questions and kind of not knowing where the answer's coming from but like feeling the emotion and then with your present, you know, state being able to ameliorate the situation from an emotional perspective or psychological perspective. And then how that like shifts kind of everything, like you were saying with the shower curtain um, yeah. experience and then zooming back in and you go, Oh, huh. Interesting. It's very similar to when okay. I did um, the work with shot, like the hypnotherapy. Yeah. the projecting into the future right. and then going into the past and like yeah. visualizing the feeling. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I loved the hypnotherapy sessions I did. So I was like, I think I'll be really down with this NLP stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, that was a great explanation. And then I'd love because you can share it from someone who's been through it, you know? So thank you for having that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just, it was really, um, it was just a cool experience and really like a very powerful methodology. Um, and the other thing, just going back to what you were saying earlier was, um, I loved how, you know, um, with NLP, like it, it felt like, you know, the first, we did a two hour session and the first hour is really almost like setting the groundwork where it's like, we're, we need to kind of clear away some basic assumptions that like society has, you know, right? Like you were saying earlier about like, you know, a lot of people ascribe, you know, you say Jane is, is this person and it's like, well, no, there's the behavior and the person. I mean, that's huge, right? So like there are all of these kind of foundational things that you need to kind of um, absorb and understand in order to move forward. And a lot of them are really wonderful where it's like, there is no right or wrong, you know, like you, you really have, you can't look at this from a black and white perspective. So in this certain sense, like you have to be open to some of this stuff in order to, for it to work. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, if somebody says this won't work, they are absolutely right. Because yeah. that's right. their that's their view. Right. If somebody says they theirs, and there's no right or wrong with that, you know. And <laughs> right, um, I that, you know, it's just like oh, you know, that's your truth and your as we were saying, right? That's your model of the world, and yes. um, and that's kind of your worldview. That you do you is what we always say. You know, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was so interesting too because, like, imagine. And I think I mentioned this to you in our session. Like, imagine if, like, when we're younger, we're taught this, like. Wow, I would be a much nicer person. I would be more loving, you know, like it would it just it just feels like it would be so helpful to grow I in that environment. 
Uh, I know. I could not agree with that more, right? Because what we're really doing is peeling back the layers of the onion, like in here, yeah. right? This, we're not changing who you are. We're getting rid of all the stuff that you're not so mm. that your true brilliance can shine through. So, yeah, if we, if we just showed that to – modeled that for children and kind of taught that from the get-go – yeah, like imagine, oh, like it's yeah. not Bobby who's making you mad; it's his behavior. Yeah, you Just know what I mean. That. Like, oh my right, god! Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. That's yeah. true, <laughs> totally. Yeah, and like you were saying earlier, it's it that reverberates, right? Because it reverberates in both directions. So because you know parents aren't treating you know deep internal wounds, they passed on those wounds to the children, and so it like continues this karmic cycle. So yeah. these the, this is like the type of work in order to kind of, you know, heal a lot of ancestral trauma and, you know, deep wounding that's probably been around for longer than you even realize. Yeah. Like in timeline therapy. Yeah. One of the things when I'll ask, you know, what is the root cause of this problem? I mean, sometimes it's a past life. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. generational, four generations back. Right. So that's, that's, that blows my mind, right? Like yes. that karmic, you know, that, that stuff is, is just having an impact on you today. Um, and it's not even from, from the now. And so, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, and what's great. And what I always say to people is like, your unconscious has the answer. So like, you don't even have to, and you shouldn't, you know, um, think of like, well, what is it going to be? What's the answer yeah. to that? And it's like, wow, I have it within me. Yeah, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, respecting like we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before. I think particularly with Tosha, but like um, this woman Tosha Silver, who we I talk about a lot, but um, uh, the just the the the, the feminine. The, you know, the aspect of the feminine where, you know, the masculine is kind of outward and the feminine is inward. I'm talking about energies. I'm not yeah, yeah. talking about gender. Um, and so it's really respecting the feminine, the unknown, the within, the part that isn't revealed and trusting that to kind of guide you, you know, and, and I feel like our culture is so, you know, scared of trusting this like part that's kind of hidden and yeah. deeper within. Um, and we are too, right? I mean, I, I just had an instance of this this week, right? Where it's like, I, I want to do something, I don't want to do something. And I literally heard my unconscious mind be like, you need to do this now. Mm-hmm. But like, normally then we, we poo-poo that, right? And, I, and Or we say like, what is that? Or we fight with it, you know? Yeah. So like, we have been trained to detach from that in many ways as well. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. 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 I mean, and then do you feel like most of this stuff just goes back to childhood? Yeah. Well, a, a lot of it does in the sense of like what kind of like the zero, limiting beliefs and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some of it again can be generational and such, right. but like when, when we do, when I ask people for their, um, their kind of root cause, Typically, if it's not past life or generational, um, usually it'll happen between zero, zero, because even in the womb, to seven, because that's our imprint phase. So at that time, we accept everything as is and as it, you know, as truth, right? And think about it. Who are you dealing with mostly at that time? You know, and so if somebody, if I, if I, I'm talking to their unconscious mind and and they say something later than that. 
I usually will ask them, you know, ask unconscious mind, is there something earlier? Because mm. usually that won't be the first event. If it's happened after you've been born, it's usually in that imprint. So, so yeah, you know, there's all of this you're taking in as a child to say, this is con- I'm seeing this and now I'm taking that in and saying, okay, now I've created a belief around that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I've created, right. And you don't, re- you don't consciously do that. Right. But you're taking that and you're putting it in your file folder to say, this is how the world works. This is how it operates. Um, so here are my beliefs. You know, right. Some serve us and then some don't. So cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The other thing I, I was going to mention was I, I loved the, um, and you, you briefly touched on it, the five senses and how, you know, people have, you know, kind of a dominant sense. Right. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, they'll they'll talk about it like uh, if if someone is dominantly someone who sees, they'll say, I see you when they're, you know, responding. Yeah, when, that was cool. You know, versus someone who may be, uh, t- you know, being tactile. So, you know, instead of saying, I see you, you say, I feel you. And that person yeah. will kind of respond in a more in a direct way because they'll be like, oh, that person gets me because they now understand like my way of perceiving the world. Yeah, for sure. And so, and so it totally helps with communication, right? If I'm talking to somebody who is a audio, right, they tend to like things, they're going to verbally process probably. So if I, even though that's not me and my world, it's like, I I can embrace that. If I want to connect and build rapport with them, not only will I use like, I see what you're saying, how I hear you, but I will allow space for them to verbally process that. Right, right. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, that's where I say, wow, that really helps out in the business sense as well. Right. It's like, oh, know your coworker, you yeah. know, and, and understand <laughs> like what, what's going on. Yeah. It's interesting. I took, um, I was getting really into aromatherapy and using acupuncture and aromatherapy combined together. And it was all about the olfactory and like, how that is the quickest way that you can have a memory through smell. And so that's why essential oils and using them in treatments is like really beneficial because it can like buy, it's like smelling the cookies and feeling good, Mm, you know? Absolutely. Um, So I wonder, yeah, I feel like I'm probably more sound based. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's why we're doing this. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It, it reminded me of, of, the love language, you know, idea too, where, you know, um, for instance, like I'll give a personal example. Like I'm very much like a, a auditory, um, um, person and I, you know, speak in order to understand, um, and you know, like my partner, Melissa, she is not. And it, it was like, I couldn't, un- I didn't understand like what it, I was like, well, we, but I don't understand, you know, like it was <laughs> like, it took me a little, while to understand like, oh no, she processes things differently than me. And kind of, you know, once you open up to that, then it's like, okay, well, you're not interacting in the world in exactly the same way, but now I understand how you're doing it. So I'm conscious of it versus like, oh, you're not talking. So that means blah, 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 blah. Right. Very similar principles for sure. Right. right? It's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, and all, all else fails, just kind of match whatever the other person is doing, right? <laughs> you don't know the science yeah. behind it. It's like, okay. Huh. So 
That's and but that honestly, that is a quick tip. Like if if you are speaking with somebody, they are sharing with you what their um you know, their primary representat- representational system is. So just using their words back builds rapport and or keeps you aligned with them. Mm. Yeah. You know, and so you don't even need to know anything else other than, and think of it, some people have these catchphrases, right? Like, that's awesome. And so if they say, wouldn't it be awesome if we did that? I can come back to them and be like, that would be really awesome if we X, Y, Z. You feel like you're, oh my goodness, I'm parroting back to them. They won't even see that. They'll be like, I love you. Yeah. You know, they'll like connect <laughs> yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, although you're consciously doing it. So you feel a little more awareness around it, but they won't. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's stuff fascinating. Stuff yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a lot of stuff you do when you work with people, like as an acupuncturist, or, you know, you kind of get a gauge of how they're comfortable or and how they communicate. And then you, you know, follow that mode, even if it's not necessarily your mode absolutely yeah i mean that's that's the key right it's like you want to build rapport all yeah. else just yeah follow their lead but i think the biggest gift with nlp and, and and this is just kind of a general one as where is just about awareness right it's like stepping mm. into the space of um, awareness and curiosity so like you know if you're not getting a result that you want Right, kind of taking a moment to say what might be causing that and what would I like to do about it, right? So don't go to why, because why then you run down this whole spiral potentially of like, it's because I'm not good. You know, why tend you tend to want to justify? So if you say, you know, what could be different or what do I want, right? That will start to bring things into your awareness of like what's working for us and not working for us. And, um, and then of course, you know, if you, um, want to do something about that to elicit change, that's when you can start to say, okay, well, what can I do? I mean, I think that that's so high level, but I, I just think that's the start for people is mm-hmm. like just starting to be aware, mm-hmm. not even with any kind of judgment around that. Um, and I think from an NLP perspective, what I would say, what I love, yes, there's lots of techniques, but the tooth and, and really quick results, but the two biggest things I think are like it gives it's empowering because what it's really doing is taking everything and saying you have control over that or, or how you react to that. So, but, and with that comes a responsibility if you so choose to say, and what am I going to do about it? Mm. Right. You may say, I don't, um, and I, I would say, you know, that's that one concept we had talked about of like living at cause or at effect, right? With with Fave. with I loved that, right? Wait, can we, that can to we me go is a huge that? one. I don't, I don't know what that is. So, oh, with everything, like in with everything we do and everything that's happening with us, right? You're either living at cause or at effect. We would say so. At cause is like I own it. It's empowering. I taking responsibility. If you're living at effect with something, it means you're kind of more on a victim mode. I have no control. I have, um, I'm ruled by everybody else's emotions. And that's with everything we do, even something simple. So let's say I was supposed to um, call you for a meeting and I don't. 
I could live out of fact and say, well, I didn't have his number or I don't know, or I was busy doing five other things, right? You know, or I can say at cause it, I was supposed to call him. I didn't call him. What do I want to do now? Mm. Let me call him. Apologize. That's a really basic thing. But what it starts to do is shift us from a place of being disempowered to empowered, even if the circumstance is something we don't like or don't, they, we don't feel like we caused it. If we're living at cause, we say, and what am I going to do about it? So it puts us in the driver's seat. Right. And, and I'll give you an example of when we may be living at effect, or this is one that I've just come up with the word because. So like I was going to do this, but I couldn't because la, 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 la. So all of a sudden it's like, hmm, am I at cause right now or am I at effect because I'm kind of stepping into the space of it's a, about something else I have no control over, et cetera. I liked that part when we did our session and I was like, whoa, where you said that nothing is ever neutral, mm. meaning like ah. you're either yes or you're no, you know, or, and I was like, oh boy. Oh yeah, boy. I actually remember your reaction. You were right. <laughs> yeah. So if you say, I'm 80% sure I'm going to do this right no. now, you're committed to not doing it. I, I mean, wowzers. Yeah. <laughs> so even if you're, I'm 99.9% .9 sure I'm going to, no, you're not. Right now, you are actually 100% committed to not doing it. Now, that doesn't mean you don't take time to think about things or et cetera, but we, we can tend to put ourselves in this space of, it's an out, right? It's like, oh, okay. Um, and what we're basically saying is, no, you're either one or the other, um, and again, either one is okay, but if we are honest with ourselves about where we are right now, it starts to open possibility. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not at a hundred percent with it, maybe there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. And so maybe what I need to say is, is that something I really want to do? Right. So, um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty That one, see, that one for me actually <laughs> is triggering. <laughs> But um, I, I think it's a it's a really wonderful tool, and I think it is effective for a lot of people. But um, as someone who uh, I think Matthew, you had said this also early in in our session, where it was like take you know take what you need and leave the rest, or, or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, uh, it was something like that. The right? only thing I'll add now, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I'll add now is if it's triggering you, I would invite you to sit with that to think why because typically you'll have a neutral response if there's no energy around it like no. oh no so. there's tons of energy around it because for me yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> tons tons because my That's whole awesome my whole um i'll totally admit it because my you know if if I, I don't know. I'm I'm going into a Jeremiah therapy session, but just like for me, and, and hopefully it'll, this may help some other people. You know, I uh, astrologically, I'm a, a Sun Gemini, um, a, a rising Libra, and a Moon Libra. So that's a very difficult um, combination to have with decisions, because I see both sides of things, and I live in both things. So um, when it comes to decisions. Uh, what has worked for me 
has been, and I think it's just, it's just a matter of tapping into your intuition ultimately, but it requires a deep dive into my intuition because my brain, because of my, you know, how much air I have will vacillate forever. Like, and it's a very like hard place to get out of. And there is really no 100%. So in order for me to understand and know what my 100% yes or 100% no is, I have to go deep in and meditate on it. And then from there, I'm able to answer that question. Whereas other people, you know, like Celine, for instance, like you're a cap, clear, boundaries, grounded. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think that decision not necessarily talking about like, very heady things, you know, like just, it's just a, I liked the concept because I feel like a lot of times when we're making decisions or thinking about stuff, we can like, um, we can almost like compromise yourself, avoid the reality of how we really feel. Uh huh. Right. We like avoid because we're like, Oh, I don't really want to do this, but I'm not being honest with myself about it. So I'm going to say, I don't know. Like, that's what I mean. I don't mean like the process of how you make decisions. That's your process. I agree with that. And here's one other thing I think is really important to say. And for, for people to try on as well is, is it a problem for me? Like if it's not awesome, that's your model of how you make a decision. Right. right. And not only with this, but kind of with everything. Right. If you have something that someone else might think is a limiting belief or a whatever, if it's not a problem for you, do you. It's good. You know what I mean? And right, so right, right. but what happens is when we try on somebody else's model and then have that's where some conflict starts to happen. So I love you bring I love that you brought that up because that is your decision making model and it works for you. What I would say is sometimes, and I think this is more to where Celine was going too, sometimes people will um, vacillate because they're not really committed or sometimes they're having a struggle like, my head says this, but my heart says that. Yes. So I don't know what to do. Yes. And so what you're starting to do is help them reconcile those. And really there, what we're looking at is like, what's the higher intention on both of those? And what that will usually do is start to align the two of those and actually help you come to a decision and or move it forward. But um, but I think it is wow. worth mentioning, like if it's not a problem for you, whatever it may be, then and there's nothing to do about it or there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, no. I'm glad I brought it up. I'm yeah, I, brought it up. <laughs> I think that's amazing. No, it's it's beautiful. The the concept of aligning your head with your heart. I feel like that's something a lot of people need help with, right? Like, yeah. we're yeah. such a head culture, um, and not a very heart centric one. So uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I love that. This I think is a huge paradigm shift for me, and kind of something that helped me start to look at things differently. And it's like when something happens, and it's usually something that I don't like, or you know, that's not serving me instead of saying why is this happening to me Mm. it's just shifting that question that you're asking to why is this happening for me and sometimes you're going to want to be like "Eh," you know you're not going to want to ask that question (laughs) yeah but when as soon as i ask i'm projecting there because that's me sometimes i don't want to i think a lot of people (laughs) i don't think you're alone but as soon as i do 
Yeah, totally. But as soon as I do, with unconsciously, it just will start to open up possibility mm-hmm. because I've moved from a straight and straight of cause and effect of like it has to be this way to all of a sudden. And I don't know what those possibilities would even necessarily be, but it really starts to move you to a different space. Um, and then you start to just see things from a, from a different world view. And I also believe that the universe is t- always supporting you as well. So you might not know the bigger reasons for things sometimes. Yeah. And so sometimes we have to trust the process, you know? So that sometimes is my takeaway from that of just like, why is this happening for me? So that I can trust the process, right? If I can't think of something like tangible and that just grounds me at least, but, mm. um, but that question I would say to go back to the point um, can really start to help this awareness and exploration for people. It's just to really start to ask yourself on a basic level that question, why is this happening for me? Yeah. And I, there's part of me that also think it takes a little bit of the charge out of the events too, because Mm -hmm. what I got a lot from the session was like, it was taking away the emotional responses I had to some of the things and saying, Hmm, what is that really about? Where does that come from? Like, it's not, I'm not that emotional reaction. Like I am still Celine, but then I'm having an emotional response. And then how do you separate it and then Mm. figure out where the program's coming from and adjust it a little bit and then move forward. Like very cool. Yeah. I thought I just, I think it's a really cool way of of therapy. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I I do too. And you know, there's obviously, yeah, what works for everybody is can be different, but for me, I love that. It, It moved me from, um, reaction to empowerment from emotion to um to just distance right stepping back from it um i might still feel that emotion after but it gives me that moment of kind of right all of that bubbles up to awareness it just says Mm. you're a little more aware and now what where do i how do i want to proceed and is that serving me right and so um, it's taking me out of a place of judgment a lot as well. So now, I mean, now we're now we're in my therapy session, right? But, right? Um, Why but do you think we do this of, podcast? <laughs> but you know, instead of judging myself or situations or others, I really can step back from that and say, you know, what is that behavior happening? And why is that happening for me? And it just mm. moves it to a to a different space. And it's just, oh, that's a, just a behavior. You know, that's not yeah. an emotion tied into a judgment. Yeah. It takes the ego out yeah. of it. That's much more expansive. Yeah. Much more expansive. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So. It's wild. I had a great yeah. session with you. I loved it. Oh, good. Yeah, was, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. It was really yeah. cool. Okay. I, I feel like this work is super empowering. And I mean, I, and I look at what, where we are in the world and like, sometimes people feel like they can't control things. And I feel like this starts to help you say like, either A, how can I see things differently or B, what can I do for myself? And so why I like doing this work. I mean, that's what I look for kind of my calling around it. It's like, wow, that's really 
it can be impactful for, for people and, and also kind of from a more global perspective. So to your point, right? It's like, okay, I'm not a teacher. I'm not going to impact the children, but like I could maybe show these tools up to people and they can take them on for themselves if they want to um, just kind of expand. And, and Yeah. It's wonderful stuff. Yay. Cool. Yeah. I love hearing that as well because it's like, you know, I dig it. So I hope other people do as well. And, um, and I think to what you said too, is I find with this as well, like you have a session or you do something, it's kind of, you get the value there and then it's kind of, and it's just like with meditation, right? But you start to see the ripples of the value as well. So you were like, oh, interesting. Like you come yeah. back to different concepts or different things. And it, so it really starts to integrate um, into your life um, again, both on a conscious and an unconscious level, right? Because you're starting to even change that v- worldview. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. It was a wild experience. <laughs> oh, cool. Is there, um, uh, we're nearing one hour, so we should start closing, but is there, Matthew, anything, um, uh, we'll put up links to uh, anything um you know, that we've discussed, but if, are there any like resources that you would recommend if people are interested in NLP and, and diving further into it? Um, that's a great question. And I probably should, I might need to be like, Oh, here, give them to you. So you can okay, say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I should have thought of that. No, like, no, no, that's fine. You can let uh, us know after and I'll, I'll link it. Yeah. Cause I'd like to give it some thought because here's, and here's the only reason why yeah. I think sometimes I'm, I try to speak here on, practical and kind of tactical levels like human speak and i find nlp has its own vernacular and so what can happen is it can feel very heady if you just like google nlp and try to like figure out the so let me i needed to do a little more thinking of it from that perspective i mean of course you could do you can google it from there but you know what i mean like if i started with neuro-linguistic programming is it's like what does that mean too much yeah so Let me think of some kind of Um, day-to-day resources. And are you doing sessions right now? Like, can people, how do people find you if they're interested in in working with you or? Yeah, I am doing sessions right now um, and they could definitely book um, book them. I actually have, uh, what I can do is, and I'll give you a flyer as well, which will have like, uh, a link where they can go to and have a little more information about it as well. Great. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, so that that would be great. I would welcome the opportunity to um, just connect, and and if I can provide resources that help people expand their awareness and what they want, that, I'm all for that. Yes, awesome. I'm all for it too. Same. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> well, this was really wonderful, Matthew. Thank you for sharing. Um, your experience with NLP. Thank you for explaining NLP. I think you did a really good job. I think, um, you know, a lot of people are going to walk away from this podcast and have a much clearer understanding of what's involved and the techniques and the overview and the philosophy around it. Um, Celine, you want to add anything? Mm, no, just like thanks for coming on. Yeah. It's always thanks fun. For me. It was awesome. I had a really great time. Yeah. So I hope everybody's good and you're making it through February. Yes. And, uh, we'll yeah. see you on the next pod. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Yeah, bye.